Welcome, everybody, to On Podcast, the On Microsoft Podcast, where we talk about Microsoft stuff on a podcast. And we're here to talk about Microsoft stuff, specifically Windows today. We have a very Windows-centric, Windows-heavy uh, podcast for you guys because, well, Microsoft made everything official as of this week. So we're, we're going to jump into that. I am your host, Kareem Anderson. I'm joined by the world's greatest co-host today. Arif Bacchus. Yeah, and uh, we have basically two giant topics to talk about. Normally we have a plethora of things that we need to cover <laughs> and we have a time limit and we're crunching for, you know, stuffing everything in here. We still have the time limit, but it's really just about Windows. Yeah, we, uh, micro, like Kareem said, Microsoft has finally made Windows 11 official, even though we talked about it last week via a leaked build. But um, from Windows 11 then to Windows 11 now, there are a couple of changes that you need to know about. And there are some new features that are in the official Windows 11 that are not in the leaked build. And we'll just let you know what, what you might have missed if you didn't watch Microsoft's June 24th Windows 11 event. But there's also some controversy with Windows 11, right? Yeah, uh, following the big announcement and all of the things that are coming and all the things we're going to run through, uh, Microsoft does what Microsoft does is they stumbled over communication once again. They did an amazing job with Sasha, uh, some of the executives from Xbox and uh, Office and you know the uh, design team that ran through this beautiful um, story about Windows and you know uh, and how Windows is going to update and all that kind of stuff. And then when it came to the details, the following I don't know six hours later and the next day. Uh, we got some controversy about how PCs or how many PCs are going to be able to upgrade to this. Uh, it's, you know, we'll get into it being a free upgrade and some other things like that. But as of right now, it seems like there are going to be plenty of modern, quote unquote, at least, you know, within the last five years or so, PCs that may not get Windows 11 for specific reasons. And Microsoft didn't really communicate that very well. And other than that, um, we also have our Fast Recap. Fast Recap is back, and there's a couple of things that we want to run through in Fast Recap that are not actually related to Windows 11. Um, we want to talk about continue on PC on iPad and iPhone being discontinued. Um, there's something to mention about a new Outlook extension for Edge and um, some Xbox news, right? Yeah, we, uh, I mean, going along with uh, what we're going to talk about for Windows 11 and gaming, uh, there's actually some Xbox news that came out, and this is, I think, some trailing stuff from the week prior where they had their Bethesda event, things like that. So we're just getting some more details about it. One of the things that's really cool and kind of up new, up and coming new is uh, the certification for HDMI 2.1 monitors uh, that are specific for gaming. That's, you know, high fidelity uh, data over the new HDMI uh, standard. So uh, with that being said, they, there are some actual specific uh, monitors that are being made for gaming. You know, we, we always talk about like, oh, you know, I just want something with a refresh rate of, you know, 5,000 hertz or whatever. Well, these uh, 2.1 monitors will support a lot of that uh, high frame refresh rates right out of the box. And a week ahead is back, and that is our end of the show, like usual. Your favorite uh, we have, part. And I'm using some new hardware today for the podcast. So if I'm looking like a potato, and if my sound is uh, not sounding correctly, you could blame the Microsoft Modern USB-C speaker and the Microsoft Modern webcam, because as part of my review, I am using these today on the podcast, so people will know how exactly the quality of these devices are, these new Microsoft accessories are, I'm sorry. So yeah, that's it for a week ahead. And also, uh, Windows 11 is coming, and I know you're excited, and that's for the week ahead, right? 
Yeah, we're going to talk about um, what's what we expect out of this upcoming build, uh, how it differs from uh, the leak build, and how the Insider branch is going to uh, develop going forward. So we'll get into that later. But why don't you get us into Windows 11? Before we actually get into the new stuff, I know you could watch our complete episode last week where we spent one and a half hours rolling through all the new uh, new UI stuff in Windows 11. But there's a bit of, like we hinted at the top of the show, there's a bit of stuff that is new from that leaked build to the official build that we didn't touch on last week. But just get us through what's new with the UI uh, before we jump into all of the new stuff for folks who might have missed us last week. Okay, uh, everything that we mentioned uh, in the leaked build or we talked about, and we also have uh, Cody who did an amazing uh, video rollout of kind of walking through all that stuff you guys should go check out as well. Uh, all that stuff is basically still in play. Um, there wasn't a lot that Microsoft covered new-wise uh, for the UI uh, during this event. They focused a lot on all the under all the under, under the hood stuff that we're going to talk about in a second. But as a fast recap, again, rounded corners. Uh, we're going back to, I believe it's the Windows 7 arrow. Is that what they call arrow it? Arrow glass the effects, yep. The frosted glass, which Panos uh, specifically pointed out uh, for one of the features in Windows uh, 11, which is the widgets menu. Um, the only thing that looks like it's going to change, at least coming forward for the new uh, build as far as the design that we talked about again, which was rounded corners, uh, the new um, uh, windowing options that come with the maximize button in Windows. Um, so you can kind of pair up some new things uh, for that kind of stuff. Um, the widgets panel being to uh, the I believe the left of the screen um, yep. is going to be changed tweaked a little bit in the upcoming build, but it's still there. The Action Center still looks the same. Um, the file system, File Explorer, which is what we were all hoping would be kind of new, looks the same. Uh, we got a glimpse at the stores that we're going to talk about in a little bit, but as of right now, there is no new store. It should be rolling out next week. Um, the taskbar is officially in the center. Um, I do believe they did hint at that you can change it uh, in the settings if you are, you know, left alignment like myself. Um, <laughs> there are some uh, animations that they kind of went over, they discussed. The animations are still pretty quick, pretty smooth. Um, what else did we, we cover as far as UI? Um, I think you pretty much nailed it right there. Yeah. Uh, no Those need to the, dwindle yeah. on it. <laughs> Those are the broad strokes. Again, check out our, our pod from last week, uh, Cody's video from last week as well to kind of get reacquainted with the design. If you haven't seen it, I'm, it's plastered everywhere all over the internet. So I'm sure you can just type in Windows 11 screenshots and you'll get a good feel for what's visually going on. But now that you know about the design, let's talk about what's real and when officially Windows 11 will be coming. And like all the rumors had said, Windows 11 will be a free update for all Windows 10 users. And you could start testing it through the Windows Insider program next week, which I believe should be this week once you're viewing the podcast. And Microsoft will officially release Windows 11 throughout this year and throughout 2022. And it would also come a new hardware this year as well. But uh, we didn't have a beta version, official beta version to test while we were filming this podcast. But you guys might already have that by the time you're watching. And um, Microsoft also talked about how you insiders could enroll and get Windows 11 when it's ready for you. And we'll have a little bit more about that in the next segment. But anyway, why don't we get rolling here and start talking about the stuff that is actually new in Windows that... Microsoft that we didn't see in the leaked build from last week. Yeah, um, I mean, we might have felt it, 
But uh, Panos Pane came out and officially talked about how they have made the downloads for Windows 11 40% yep. smaller. Uh, so uh, it, it should ideally, and when I ran, when I talked to people who ran the leaked ISO, <laughs> uh, they, you know, they said that it actually did download a lot quicker uh, than some uh, of the big jumps we've had, and, you know, from Windows 8 to 8.1, from Windows 8.1 to 10, was kind of a, our arduous journey where you had to, you know, basically backtrack sometimes to go forward and then get new cumulative updates. At least moving forward, it seems like it's going to be a much smoother process. Uh, panels kind of highlighted on that. Um, the other thing, again, you might have felt but didn't officially know was touch improvements. Um, you know, we, we I've written about it, you've written about it, um, everybody's written about it, but um, because they have you know gotten rid of the tablet mode officially, uh, and we'll go through the list of some of the things they've actually gotten rid of officially, uh, they've improved the touch, improved, uh, touch targets for Windows 10. So, you know, resizing Windows, uh, you now are getting not only the area that you touch, but uh, probably about a half inch wider than that to let you know that you've uh, touched it and that you can reshape it and move it around. Um, there's new voice controls, apparently. The new touch keyboard has been improved. Um, you can, you know, resize and kind of toss all over the screen. I think you could do that in Windows 10, but uh, now it's built in with uh, the emojis. Yep. Um, emoticons, all that other stuff, all the good stuff are officially supported. Uh, you don't have to be, I mean, I guess you'll still have to be an insider, but coming out of this when the official rollout is, you won't have to be an insider to get all that grit stuff um, and have all those cute things in your responses. Uh, pin's got some improvements. Uh, again, we mentioned uh, last week that the uh, pin menu is now uh, uh, more customizable than previously before. I think you were set at like four items. Now you can do up to eight or nine different ones. Uh, that includes whiteboard, snip and sketch. Snip and, is, it, is that what it's called? Snip and sketch, yep. Snip and sketch, uh, OneNote, uh, Edge, some other things like that. Uh, they said that, um, here's the big thing, and you, know, you and I can kind of discuss this in a second. There is a new chat app. Yeah, we are currently recording this on Skype because yep. we had to go back from Teams, uh, but it looks like they're going full forward with Teams, and Teams is replacing Skype. The the Meet Now function that I was kind of fond of about I don't know five months ago, is officially deprecated. Uh, will be deprecated and re be replaced with Chat or uh, Teams and the chat features of Teams. We're going to get into. And then you also missed a big update for um, for gaming in Windows 11, which is the fact that now you'll have auto HDR and the feature where you're able to, um, where the graphics card is able to do more of the, take away the processing from your CPU. What is it called? I think it's called the direct- Direct, uh, direct storage. Direct storage, there you go. My mind has been on Windows 11 all week and it's floating all over the place. Uh, yeah, yeah, direct storage is something yeah. that was actually leveraged from the Xbox, the Xbox. Uh, Series X and S series as a technology. It is, uh, it'll be used for gaming uh, more often than not, but it is something that will help speed up uh, SSD uh, transfers and things like that in Windows in general. So again, this is part of using the uh, compiler to make Windows smaller and to make things on the screen, the GPUs, things like that, feel more fluid. Uh, so direct storage is one big one. And like you said, auto HDR as well, which is again borrowed from the Xbox Series uh, S and X series, um, platforms. Plus the new Microsoft Store, which has Android apps as well. That that's, is that, the, that's the huge that's one that we almost forgot to mention. I mean, you need to drop some B roll of like a bomb because that was like. <laughs> 
one more thing. He actually did say yep. that, I believe. Uh, yep, and it's coming, much. and it's coming via the um, Android, not Android, Amazon App Store, which is their weird way to get Android running on Windows 10 without the help from Google. Yeah, to unpack all of this, basically Microsoft has uh, rebuilt the Win uh, Microsoft Store for Windows um, from the ground up. At least that's what they said. Uh, and what they're doing with this, uh, I mean, it looks super slick. Uh, it looks like it should move just like any of the new animations, uh, you know, lean on the uh, GPU rendering from the entire system to make it look smoother, run faster. It will include uh, streaming capabilities from uh, all of the major streaming platforms within the TVs and movies app. So you won't necessarily need to be uh, kicked out to go uh, stream somewhere else. Um, so if you, know, you see a series or something in the TV, uh, TV movies app for like Netflix or Amazon or Hulu, you'll be able to watch it straight within the app itself, which is kind of cool. Uh, I don't know how they did the partnerships for that, but we'll figure that out. Um, the other big note too is that they are expanding the amount of, uh, and this is all part of the broad new Windows uh, ethos. They're expanding the amount of uh, developing uh, platforms that can be published. Yep. So I mean, UWP isn't the only uh, platform anymore. You can use .NET, you can use JavaScript, you can use some. You know, they've they have a whole list of all of the do architectures that you can use to publish. Even Win32 apps. Exactly. That's a big news too. Um, they also are um, doing. They still. They're still maintaining their. Uh, I believe it's uh, eighty twenty or I don't know eighty five fifteen. So they're. I think they have a fifteen percent revenue share in place. But the big catcher is that uh, developers who want to bring their own third party commerce platforms or use them in their app can do so and keep 100% of the revenue. So yep. uh, this is, I believe this is how they got Amazon on board because uh, we'll have to unpack the uh, Android thing because it isn't as straightforward as like, I just go and download Google Maps and I have Google Maps on Windows. Uh, what they did, as you mentioned earlier, they partnered with Amazon to bring on Amazon apps written for, uh, Android apps written for Amazon fire tablets essentially so you're getting all of those so uh again you won't necessarily see google maps in there or youtube or anything like that but again those can be all uh saved or stored as apps from the web browser themselves and they run and function just as well uh and again this is microsoft's pwa push but in order to get amazon on board i believe that the 100 percent revenue share is where they're going for the developers that way so amazon you know if you go into uh the Amazon store to get an app uh, and you purchase something on there, whoever the developer is, Amazon, they keep all of that. It just happens to open in Windows and open in the storefront uh, that is Microsoft. So basically here, I know we blabbered on for five minutes and you, if you, in case you got lost in our, in our back and forth, here's what's new at Windows 11 between the leaked build and right now, there's the performance improvements, which Kareem hinted at. There are the touch improvements, which Kareem talked about. There's the new chat app, which Kareem talked about. There's gaming, which I bought up. And then there's also the, the Microsoft, the new Microsoft store, which I just bought up as well, which includes Android apps. And that so, is what's again, new. We have to make clarify because we don't people coming at us or even Microsoft that these include Amazon or Android apps written for Amazon's platform. Yep. But there's been some rumors about how you'll be able to include uh, your own and sideload Android apps, but that's a whole nother podcast. Uh, one other finer note too, because we like to, you know, consider ourselves educating our audience and we're learning with you guys as well. Uh, this is being brought 
to Windows users through uh, what Intel calls a bridge technology, which is a compiler. So again, it's basically opening uh, Amazon. I think you actually have to download the Amazon app uh, first. Yep. And then what it'll do is it'll recompile any app that's written on there and you know all the other apps and then when Microsoft Store, you know, waiting for x86 or whatever, and recompile them so that they run natively on the app form. So this is really just essentially blue stacks on like steroids for you guys. So uh, it'll run better. It can be windowed. Uh, they kept showing off TikTok is one of the, you know, if you're a big fan of TikTok, my wife is really huge, huge into it. TikTok, I believe Instagram, some other things like that. Popular apps uh, that are, you know, obviously on the uh, Fire tablet will be windowed just like you would um, any other app. And I think, I believe Instagram just mentioned today that they are boosting the PWAs. Yep. Uh, so even the Windows powered Instagram, you should be able to now start posting videos and, and images and things from your desktop. So the Microsoft Store is getting a big shot in the arm with this. So going back to the performance improvements, if you got, like Kareem said, um, there's a couple of things here. Um, Windows updates are now 40% smaller. That's what Panos noted on the stage. Now, Microsoft didn't really give a lot of details about this, but it does seem that Windows 11 will be a lot speedier. And he also mentioned that Windows 11 is the most secure Windows yet. And Windows Hello is faster, Wake from Sleep is faster. And he specifically mentioned that battery life is improved and Windows 11 systems now use less energy. So that is specifically on the performance side. Now, why don't you get us back into the touch improvements here? Because I know you were having a whole crisis where you were thinking, should I install Windows 11 on my laptop or should I install it on my Surface? I, and I did both. You know, I am a man of many options and I chose everything. Um, yeah, I put it on my Surface Pro uh, 7 and I have it on my Surface Laptop 4 uh, and it works identical because it doesn't have the tablet mode, which, you know, I preferred because it gave me a visual indicator of, uh, you know, going into a different mode, going into a new experience. Uh, you know, the, uh, as soon as you went into tablet mode in Windows 10, everything became a single screen, larger font. Yeah. Uh, if you had the taskbar auto hidden, you know, it, it made you use your thumb to swipe up stuff. They're not doing it this time around. What they've decided to do again is make touch targets just universally bigger across the board. Um, we did see a screenshot of the new file explorer. Uh, we wrote a piece about it. Uh, Microsoft was very hush on that. Uh, we don't know when that's going to come, but at least judging from the screenshot, which you guys, you know, maybe you'll put it up in the video. Uh, it looks like they've gotten rid of the ribbon and gone for large icons right yep. at the top. So, again, this is geared towards the touch uh, option. Uh, windowing is super slick. It's smooth. Uh, getting into uh, all uh, virtual desktops, I guess, or just desktops in general. They're allowing you to customize backgrounds so that when you do swipe up to or use the button to get into a different desktop, uh, you'll know you can identify those uh, by the backgrounds and your, you know your workloads. You can kind of customize stuff, saying this is my you know work desktop, this is my gaming desktop, this is my you know media desktop, things like that. Uh, they are um, expanding the widget apps. Now they didn't really get into access to those. I'm looking, I'm hoping and looking forward to you know third-party developers. But as of right they really now, need to make it an API so people could plug into it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's how you get the most use out of that area. But at least on touch, you'll be able to swipe it once to get the one third view of it and then pull it again across the entire uh, screen again with touch to get a full windowed view of this thing. Uh, you know, and it carries, you know, it, you, you can customize it for news, weather, um, 
stock tips, things like that. As of right now, we'll see what we can get in more into. Um, they didn't show multi-window uh, operating, like experiences or operations, like, you know, holding down the maximize button to get the different uh, things like that. I guess they're assuming you're going to just do that with touch. Um, one other thing that they did make super note of, uh, which is the pin experience has been, again, like I said, customized and improved. So at the bottom. They're also adding haptics to it too, which is kind yes. of weird because no Surface Pen supports that. So did they, did they just like give a grand hint about Surface Pro 8? Um, I'm going to assume so. Uh, yeah, I think, I think the Surface Pro 8, maybe Surface Pro X, two or whatever uh the new surface go you know uh, all of those will have um haptics type engines or sounds to indicate um the different levels of pressure and different types of resistance uh, they may note that uh, part of the drawing experience will rely on some of these uh haptic new experiences in windows so again these are all for future leaning devices as of right now i don't think any device has any type of haptics whatsoever so um, we'll have to see that going forward. Uh, like I said, I'm going back to the pen because they've been pushing the pen. Uh, you can customize the area. It uh, is, comes up super quick. Um, I think those are really the main improvements for touch, if I had to run down through all of them. I think you thought, touched on it pretty well, pun intended. Uh, but uh, let's, this guy. <laughs> since, since we're filming here with Skype and you're a big fan of me now, I know you touched on it earlier, but... Ah, Skype is going away in Windows 11 in favor of Teams through this new button in the taskbar. Yeah, um, yeah, they they showed they demoed several times uh, this new Teams chat, and you know we've kind of dug into it. Uh, other places have dug into it. Uh, the technology behind it is going to be very interesting because the, what it does now is it allows people to use Teams Personal, which they got to change that name. I mean, I think they're going to just call it Chat from now on, Teams Chat maybe. Um, but it allows you to use a Teams chat personal account to reach out to people. Uh, I don't know the full functionality of it, but at least the way it's working and to encourage people to use more of it is that uh, if, if I reach out to you and you don't have a Teams account, uh, it'll relay an SMS message so we can continue the conversation. So that's one step that I believe Skype didn't have. You, for Skype, the barrier was always a Microsoft account until I want to say in you know, the middle of last year. Uh, and that's you know however long they've had been in charge or stewarding Skype, and so you always had to make a Microsoft account. Very few people had it, uh, so it never really expanded beyond a 350 million. Um, Teams, like I said, is going to allow you to reach out to people and bother people on iPhones with just regular <laughs> SMS texts. Uh, green I don't bubbles. Again, green bubbles. But again, I, I'm assuming the the technical barrier is basically I type to you, hey, Arif, I need to chat with you, and you're going to get a text that says, here's a link. Someone's trying to talk to you. Probably. And then when you click into the link, then it'll initiate the text relay because there's no way that uh, the carriers are going to just let Windows bypass all of their specific chat apps. But is, uh, is this is this part of the reason why we never had a dedicated Teams, teams for, uh, we call it Teams for Life, Teams for Life, personal desktop where you have personal app where you have a dedicated app just for using teams with your personal microsoft account because right now we would open it in a separate like pwa window that's powered by edge so is the window 11 integration part of the reason why we never had that on windows 10 
Yeah, I mean, it very well could be is that they were investing in um, using Windows 10 as the uh, as the uh, vehicle to push it yep. versus the browser. Um, but I mean, it still makes it seem safer to use the browser. I, I think this sort of integration is going to build. You're going to get more functions, more features out of it. I do believe you'll probably be able to connect to third parties. So again, if they can somehow figure out SMS messaging, they might be able to get uh, a regular message into, you know, say like WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger, especially if uh, what we're going to get into next about the security holds true, uh, then they can do Indian encryption essentially for the messages on the desktop itself, which means that if there are protocols in Facebook Messenger or WhatsApp or uh, Signal or something like that that needs Indian encryption, your Windows device will already have it, so the messages will be safe. So now let's touch on gaming. I know um, you're here for Windows and not really Xbox. Xbox doesn't do so hot on this podcast for some reason, but we'll still talk about it because Windows 11 has some updates, specifically in the keynote they mentioned, quote-unquote, superior graphics, incredible speed, and a huge selection of games. So if you're a gamer, they're trying to get you to Windows 11, which is kind of funny because most gaming PCs won't be able to get Windows 11, apparently, as we'll discuss next. But anyway, included in that gaming update, like we teased at the top of the show, is Auto HDR, which updates the color and the look of your games to make them look more lifelike. You won't need to do anything yourself. It's all automatic and it's all, even developers won't need to do anything. It's all automatic and it's going to work in games like Skyrim, which I believe they showed off during the keynote, if I'm not wrong. And then we also mentioned direct storage, which I totally butchered because I forgot the name of. And with that, with the feature, which is like Kareem said, it's the same from the Xbox Series X and the Series X game should load faster from the graphics card without stressing your computer's processor, which basically means faster load times. Microsoft Flight Simulator won't take two minutes to load. It should be around probably less than that now. And with game selection, Microsoft finally announced a new Xbox app, which is coming to the Microsoft Store, and it should give you more access to Xbox Cloud Gaming and Xbox Game Pass. So there you go. That's the gaming side. I don't know if you have anything you want to add to that. Uh, No, it's just that a lot of the improvements that we've seen with with the cloud, with the app, and for the Xbox, the next generation consoles are all being backported essentially for a Windows 11 experience. As you mentioned, uh, xCloud uh, is going to basically be built into uh, Windows devices. And I know that they have figured out a way to do it through the browser, but I, uh, because of the way that Edge works with Windows 11, the renderings, the GPUs, and the upgrades that they've done to the Xbox, uh, the xCloud servers that Several I think were just completed. Too. Uh, so again, all of the lag and uh, loading times we were seeing just last week or the week before should be alleviated, sped up in Windows 11, especially with auto HDR, all of the storaging, the, the processing. Um, the other note I wanted to make was that you know they made note of spatial uh, audio being oh, supported. There you go. I forgot and that. this is something that Windows has already had for a long time. Uh, I believe it was free in headphones, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or... It was you could test it out in headphones for Dolby. Yeah, you you download the store the app through the store, and then you have a seven day trial, and then after that you need to pay, I think it's fifteen or twenty five dollars to continue. Yeah, I believe with it now full support Windows eleven, you won't have to do that. So uh, 
get some really good headphones uh, for your gaming experience because uh, you will have the spatial audio. With the Auto HDR, I mean, it's just going to be, a, once again, a great platform to game on uh, when you can. When you can. But now get us into Android apps on Windows 11. We blabbered on about it at the top, but now this is the dedicated section for people who might have missed us at the start or are just scrolling through. So tell us what is new with Android apps coming to Windows 11 and what is new with the Microsoft Store in Windows 11? Yeah, um, Android apps um, have been you know kind of a, a big want for a lot of uh, people. Uh, again, I don't know who these people are because you have PWAs, <laughs> but if you just want the look and feel, if you want a TikTok, which I don't believe has a, a web experience, uh, you will now be able to get it. And this is all being done through a partnership for with Amazon and Microsoft to bring the Amazon Android app uh, market into the new Windows Store experience. Um, we are not getting the official um, Google Play Store. Uh, I believe they reached out to Google saying, hey, if you would like to bring the App Store into Windows, we would love you to. I'm assuming they declined because they're not here. Uh, but with that being said, uh, anybody who needs uh, any of the Google services, you can download or you could bring them up on your browser, download them as an app and get all of the uh, native notifications, uh, pinning, stuff, you know, save the tile, stuff like that for those specific YouTube, Google Maps, Google Photos, stuff like that. For everything else, um, what Microsoft is doing is using Intel's bridge technology to compile um, the Amazon App Store within the Windows 11 visual Microsoft Store. So you'll download the Amazon app on, a, on, a, on the one time. You don't have to keep doing this every time, but on the initial open, download the app. Once the app is open, then you can go in and search for any of the apps you want, and you'll get the regular download uh, screens and prompts that you would for any other uh, Windows app. Um, and because of um, bringing Amazon on, they had to do uh, a new revenue share, which allows Amazon to keep 100% of those revenue profits, which is, I believe, what kept them off the platform to begin with, which you know nobody wants to pay. Rarely do people want to do 70, 30, even 80, 20. Uh, these were again, jabs at Apple, I believe, during their keynote saying, hey, um, if you want to use your own commerce platform, which I believe most third parties do because you want to keep all the revenue, you can in Windows. That's the other big thing. Aside from bringing Android apps in here, anybody who has a PWA, who has a UWP, who has a Win32, who has a JavaScript app, anything like that, um, and it's you know known to be a pretty you know big revenue generator for them, or even a moderate one, you'll now be able to keep all of that and use your own uh, commerce platform within the app. So basically you get the benefits of being in front of, uh, you know, billion users, the security that Microsoft building into Windows 11, the marketing and search abilities in the Windows new Windows store, and you get to keep everything that you that you put into this app. Uh, it's kind of a win-win for everybody. Again, there are going to be obviously issues with rewriting some of the stuff to work for Windows specifically, especially the way that uh, you know people use Operate Touch on a desktop, mm -hmm. uh, the way things are windowed, the way icons are, uh, even your payment systems. If you have an app that uses certain payment things, um, I don't know how they're going to plug into Windows Hello specifically, but all that will be worked out. But again, top highlights, Amazon's Android apps are now in Windows 11. Uh, through a compiler, you get to keep developers get to keep 100% of the revenues if they choose to the way they set it up and um, all types of apps, Win32, PWAs and UWPs. So it's just like Satya was saying at uh, Ignite, was it or 
was yeah i think it was ignite where he mentioned that we will make uh windows the best place for all developers no it matter what so it was, oh it was built yeah yeah it was built so ago. there there you go now we know why he said that we were blabbering on about how uh this might come true and now it did so last week we went wrong we were right yes <laughs> um now we're gonna get into the not so good parts of windows 11. <laughs> Yeah, and which is the controversy about actually getting the damn thing installed on your PC. Yes, uh, soon after, I want to say maybe like 30 minutes after uh, Microsoft did their announcement, they rolled out a uh, Windows 11 uh, PC health P- check app. There we go. PC health check app to let people basically run it on their devices. It's the same. They've done this before. They did Windows 8. Uh, they did it with Windows 10. It, what it does is it scours your systems to make sure you have the minimum requirements to run the device, to run the new operating system. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be on newer uh, Microsoft products, so I passed. Not everybody in our organization passed. Oh yeah, our editor in chief, uh, he's he's really upset because his uh, desktop tower is not a does not have a TPM 2.0 chip, which just ha- just so happens to be one of the mandatory requirements for w- running Windows 11. And his PC failed, and so did our uh, gaming editor in chief, editor uh, Laurent. His PC also failed because his P- his uh, CPU is too old. That's because Microsoft is pulling a move what Apple usually does, and it's basically cutting off older hardware from running Windows 11. Because if you visit their page and you look at the minimum specs, um, and then you click the link about uh, 64-bit required uh, processors, you'll see a list, and the list only has Intel processors from eight generation and upwards, and from AMD side, Ryzen 2000 and upwards. So if you have a Skylake chip or you have, say, a Surface Book 1 or even an original Surface Studio, you won't be able to run Windows 11. And then, like I teased with the um, with the TPM module, I don't know why specifically Microsoft needs TPM 2.0, but this is a requirement to run Windows 11. And all modern PCs from 2015-ish onwards should have TPM 2.0 on it. But if you have a custom-built desktop tower or a custom-built PC like our editor-in-chief does, you might not necessarily have the TPM, which stands for Trusted Platform Module Chip. It's basically like a security chip on your motherboard or in your laptop. And that means you're left in the dust. You can't run Windows 11. And before, Microsoft had a support page, which I think it's called hard pass or soft pass uh you could correct me if i'm wrong but they had minimum and maximum requirements to run it and they had mentioned tpm 1.2 which is the older tpms that are on pcs before 2015 and now they switched it back to tpm 2.0 so basically if you don't have a new pc from 2015 onwards you're not getting windows 11. Yeah, um, as you mentioned, Apple does this. Um, the TPM is, if you were, if you're a Mac user, the equivalent of the T2 chip, I believe, uh, sort of. The security it, enclave. It's the security enclave. It may not do the bio-authentication, uh, but maybe 2.0 of Microsoft is rewritten the way that it secures that stuff as well. But at least does it right now. What it's 
designed to do is make sure that uh, it can encrypt data uh, both uh, digitally and physically uh, mm -hmm. because of you know ransomware, malware, things like that. Or you know Microsoft's even done studies as of as of last week issuing a warning about the increase. I think they're up 85% or something like that on malware and ransomware attacks. So what they're trying to do is push people forward. They've, um, as you mentioned, they've uh, certified uh, TPMs uh, as as far back as 2000, I believe. Is it, when did Windows 8 come out? 2012-ish. Like 2013 or so, uh, yeah. devices, uh, manufacturers had to pass a certain certification with TPM innate support. Now, as you said, um, there are most new devices might have it. There are some, if you find yourself with any device that doesn't pass this, it just means that it isn't switched on automatically. Uh, most of the time, the module is there. Uh, and, you know, it's uh, a BIOS or firmware thing that you would have to go in and do yourself. Uh, what I'm hoping to see is that uh, when Windows 11 does come out, that the drivers and support and the BIOS updates from manufacturers just push it on automatically. So you won't have to mess with the registry or, you know, rip open your hardware to get to it and things like that. And, you know, manufacturers just say as part of uh, prep for Windows 11, please download this driver package firmware, or BIOS firmware package thing, and we'll let the system uh, support it itself. So, again, Try not to panic. Um, TPM uh, 2.0 is the new requirement. Again, this is all because Microsoft wants to make sure that this is the most secure version of Windows. And with rampant rans ransomware, malware, uh, they just need to increase the, the level of security. Now, the, the cynic version of this is that they're expecting to see a slump uh, after the big boom that we had with uh, device sales uh, for the pandemic. So this is another yep. way to help artificially float uh, manufacturers during the fall and into 2022, 2023. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, they're doing it as this chip shortage is, is rampant, around, so yeah. I don't know how this works out or balances out for any of them. Um, maybe the chip shortage has been overplayed and you know manufacturers are catching up by this fall will be you know at a steady pace. But the idea is to you know obviously sell more devices. So if they tell you, hey, um, you can't get Windows 11 on this, but you can get on this brand new computer. Guess what? Most people will maybe get the new computer. Uh, I wrote about this earlier that this could be potentially a Windows Vista, and yeah. the track record for Microsoft is Windows 11 isn't looking good on that. You know, you have Windows, you know, seven, good. Windows 8, not so good. Windows 10, 10 good. Good. Windows 11, not so good. <laughs> so if they continue to push this hard line on Windows 2. Point, uh, or the TPM, TPM. 2.0. TPM 2.0, um, you could have a lot of people that just skip this upgrade. And at the, you know when they do decide to upgrade next time, they go Mac or they go uh, Chrome OS. So I believe what they're going to do is what they did with Vista is they offer a features pack, which will give some of the visual stuff to um, people you know down the road, maybe you know mid 2022. Um, where you can get some of the rounded corner stuff, you can get, you know, parts of uh, the speed improvements, but you don't get all the security. You don't get all the new features going forward. You'll just get some kind of backported sub features. But they didn't specifically mention Windows 10 once during this event, which was actually really quite surprising to me because we just had the um, the 21H1 update a couple months ago, and 
A lot of people were curious if 21H1 will be the last update to Windows 10 and maybe the featured, like you said, the featured experience pack might come into play and they would still service Windows 10, but not give it major updates as they have in the past and eventually push everyone to Windows um, Windows 11 itself. But going back to the whole TPM thing, there was actually a loophole in the Windows Insider program that would have let you in on the 20 before the 24th to join and to test. You, you would have had to enroll any Windows 10 PC into the Windows Insider dev channel, and you would have gotten the error message about how your PC is not ready for Windows 11, but you would still be able to test it anyway. But that was one way to get in without actually having TPM 2.0. But that that has since been closed. And you, we suggest that you check the, the PC Health app to see if your PC can run. Uh, you go into BIOS and you tinker with the TPM settings. Usually it's under security and enable it and then rerun the app, which I think it was updated today, right? Yeah. To to let people know if they're what's causing the reason why you won't be able to run Windows 11. Yeah, it was a vague like, oh, you can't run this, sorry. And people were really shrugging like, dude, what? Why can't I run it? And you know, <laughs> obviously, us journalists were kind of digging in and finding out because specifically the TPM requirement. Uh, and you know, they were vague on 1.2, 2.0. So you know, uh, as of today, they've at least cleared that up. Uh, it's just it's specifically 2.0 and and newer if there's going to be newer and uh now they've changed the language for the windows pop-up that shows up showing that you can't download it because of that specifically so all of your pcs are good right because i checked i checked on my hp editing machine it's good i checked on my xps and it's good but i checked on my dad's um desktop tower which is only five years old and that's not good and I checked on my mom's Lenovo laptop, which is only three years old, and that's not good. So again, it, it could just be a bug in the the PC Health Check app that's causing all of these problems for people. So don't panic just yet. We still have over six months or even eight months to go until Windows 11 finally becomes out of beta. So there's room for changes here. And don't set the world on fire yet over Windows 11. Like 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 we said, uh, 2.0 has been kind of a requirement for a while now. Um, and, and again, there's a, a lot of devices may have support for it and just not have it on automatically. So if again, you don't want to worry about messing with your BIOS, there could be uh, an update coming to your device when you get the next cumulative update or something like that. That'll trigger a BIOS update and the computer yep. will just do it itself. So don't throw your computer out of the window just yet. Exactly. And now um, I'll open it up if you have anything else you want to add about Windows 11 before we move on. Uh, no, I mean, aside from just the overall impressions that I got, uh, I went into this uh, event with very tempered expectations. I was pleasantly surprised, despite you know the lack of crazy additional visuals that we got. Like, I, again, I would love to have seen what the file explorer is going to look like because uh, that's where I spend more. I spend more time in the file explorer than I do exactly, the Microsoft yeah. store. So I want to do I do want to see that come out. I do want to see a few more improvements to touch. Um, I think that they can make some of those and maybe I'll write about that as well. But overall, uh, I do believe this new coat of paint is great. The details that we just went over, all of the uh, power efficiencies, the new platforms, um, the new uh, the way that they're borrowing from uh, the technologies for gaming. All that stuff is rather impressive to me. And the fact that it's, again, 
going to be a new upgrade for devices that can get it. Uh, it's just another plus. So uh, Microsoft has done decently so far for Windows 11's ex expectations for me. I'm just glad we finally saw like the version of Windows that Panos has long wanted. I wrote a, this op-ed for my other publication about how Windows 11 finally makes Surface worth it. Because to me personally, I see that Panos has finally married together the software with the Surface hardware in the same way that Apple has done with iPad OS and Google has done with Chrome OS and its devices for years. So to me personally, I'm so pumped and I'm looking forward to officially not, not using a leaked build, but using an official build of Windows 11 heading into the rest of this year. Oh, and one other last note is that uh, for those of you who are seeing screenshots right now of Office, Office is getting some visual updates as well, and they will be in the store. So Microsoft will finally yep. be able to put its Teams app, um, Office app, Office Visual Studio, Office app, Visual Studios will be in the store. So you won't need to go to these separate linked sites on browsers and things like that. So just wanted to note that. So that said, uh, time to move on to a fast recap here. We have, I think it is four things to talk about. So I'll four give days. us six minutes on All the clock. Right. And uh, I'll let you get started with this thing about continue on PC, you know, being discontinued. What does that mean? Uh, ironically, continued on PCB is discontinued <laughs> in the app for iOS and Android. Um, they said, I believe it's on as of July, on July 27th, 2021 this year. So basically next month, the continue on PC app will no longer be supported. The new splash screen reads to continue sharing uh, web pages between your devices, install Edge. Um, what they're basically doing is just make sure I got this right. Uh, the for P iOS uh, app updates from version 1.9, 1.9.5 or earlier uh, will no longer have this support for it. I don't know specifically why they're taking this out. I think they are updating the Edge engines uh, specifically. Edge now lets you send web pages from the from Edge itself in the mobile app to your piece to Edge on desktop. So this thing is no longer needed because this app was around when they had the old version of Edge. So I think that's the reason why they're discontinuing it. But don't call me on that. It's just my personal belief. Yeah, uh, no, I think you're absolutely right. Um, and the way that it functions is actually pretty neat because what it does is um, stores it in the Action Center. Yeah. Um, as far as I, and again, this is built into Edge. This has been in Edge for a while now. Uh, they continue on PC. So why need a dedicated app? Just get Edge as is. And uh, next up is a new Outlook extension for Edge. Um, this was something that was rumored for a very long time, and now we're finally seeing it. And it adds a extension to your menu, and you're able to get get new emails, receive new emails without evening opening a new tab. You just click the extension and you get an Outlook icon on your address bar. Uh, you just sign in with your work or your personal account and you're able to see your emails, your calendar, your contacts, your tasks. Maybe I can even, talk about this. And more in a pop-up menu. And I'll let you talk about it because you're always uh, in your inbox. Yeah, yeah. Um, the new Outlook extension for Microsoft Edge uh, again, does basically what you think it was is you can go scroll to the top of your tabs uh, on your Edge browser and scroll through your um, uh, inbox. 
uh, and your calendar, I believe. Uh, I believe you might also have access to your tasks and uh, contacts as well. So it's basically just a little version of Outlook in the browser, which I believe is setting up for the PWA version of Outlook, um, which I believe yeah. is what they want to overtake the uh, heavy exchange app essentially at some point. So um, if you're using the extension, you click into it, click into the uh, specific email that you need to address or, or task or anything like that, and it'll bring up the web page associated with that. So again, if this is a to-do list, if this is a contact, you will get a tab with that specifically. So again, you can just basically triage your email uh, as it comes in, uh, and you won't need to go to a dedicated app. I know that, again, when I use Edge on my, I mean, uh, Outlook on my computer, it tends to slow down the computer just a little bit. It takes some memory, uh, especially when it's, you know, having to yep. uh, uh, sync all of my incoming emails from like an hour ago. So hopefully this will just help speed up the process. And it's still a work in progress. It's not final yet. So things are Correct. subject to change. Yeah, but, I guess. So I just talked about the Xbox Cloud Gaming updated with Series X uh, blades, server blades. And um, you talked about that before at the top of the show. So no, no need to um, go back to that again. So, But what is new is some new HDMI 2.1 monitors from Philips, Asus, and Acer for the Xbox. Yeah, uh, what this is, is the brand new HDMI 2.1 standard, which again, support for 4K gaming. Uh, so no more 1080p upscaling or <laughs> U, weird UHD stuff like that. Uh, what, this is allow, what this will allow is 4K, 120 uh, frames per second with HDMI, HDMR and variable frame rate uh, VRR um, to work on, you know, to help support gaming. So you finally get you know more than 60 frames per second uh, for some games. You get that very fluid, you know, almost nauseating experience when you're using first-person shooters for these. Uh, these monitors aren't just your normal like, oh, let me put up a 30-inch on my <laughs> desk or whatever. These are full-scale like 55-inch ones, uh, and with that you do get 55-inch prices, such as uh, I believe the Philips Momentum uh, 559M dot or M1R. YV. Yeah, they have some weird names. Stupid names, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, we'll come in at about almost 1600 bucks for that one. But again, it's a 4K 120 hertz uh, monitor. Um, I believe the uh, you also get AMD FreeSync Premium Pro VR technologies uh, to help uh, make sure that you don't get any like tear or anything like that when you're playing, uh, especially at really high speeds or anything like that. Um, and they get a Display HDR 1000 certification for these monitors. Uh, again, you're getting really good, uh, high-quality, gaming-specific dedicated monitors. Um, and I believe going forward, we're going to see a lot more 2.1 uh, support for uh, gaming. And that said, I think we hit our fast recap in probably six or seven minutes. So kudos to us. Yeah. And that means it's time for Week Ahead. And for the Week Ahead this week, uh, we're talking uh, Microsoft hardware again. Like I said at the top of the show, um, I'm using the Microsoft Modern uh, webcam for this podcast. So if I look a little bit different, it's probably good or it could be bad. But you'll have to let us know your impressions. But this is a real world test of the Microsoft Modern uh, webcam. And then we also have the Microsoft Modern USB-C speaker here, which I'm using in place of my mic because this thing has Omnisonic's 
uh, microphones and omnisonic speakers in it. So you're going to have to let us know what you think of the audio quality of this week's podcast. But yeah, I'm going to do a full review of that uh, next week. And I know what's coming up next week as well is Windows 11. And I know you're hyped for it. Yeah, they're finally going to give us uh, Windows 11 officially, which uh, could bring its own set of problems. Uh, we'll have to see how that works out and keep you guys updated. Check the site, check our Twitter. But uh, those of us, who, those people, not us, those people who <laughs> downloaded the illegal ISO, uh, the unofficial ISO, may have issues upgrading if you haven't opted into the dev channel before, if you just started, or if you did a clean install, um, you may not be able to get this new insider version. So you need to perhaps uh, go back to your Windows 10 uh, and get back on the dev channel uh, prior to this rolling out uh, in order to get the new official one. And with that being said, the official one next week should bring uh, bits and pieces of the store. I don't know if we're going to get the full breadth of it, but uh, Panos did say we'd be able to test out the store next week. So again, check. Uh, If you're comfortable with what you have right now, I am still getting cumulative updates on my version of on somebody else's version of the legal uh, Windows 11 <laughs> uh, device. Uh, so I, I assume I'll be rolled into it. But if not, um, maybe we'll have a, you know, one of our writers write up a process and getting back to dev on Windows 10 to get Windows 11. It's very easy, by the way. You would just need to go um, download the Windows 10 from the internet and then just plug it in your PC, boot from it, erase everything, and go back. And I think they also have the reset option in the Windows 10 settings menu, which will let you roll back to Windows 10. That's still there in Windows 11, so you should be okay. You'll you'll be able to go from unofficial to official really quick. You hear that, you thieves? <laughs> But uh, I think that is the end of our show now, unless you have anything you want to add. Uh, no, I mean, we got uh, obviously hard reviews. We got laptops review. We got, I believe I have some, uh, along with you, I have an HD camera I need to review and uh, a mechanical keyboard. So uh, keep an eye out for that stuff. I am going to be on vacation, so I'm going to be even slower than I was before. But <laughs> I, please bear with me. And um, I'll leave you for the traditional outro. Yeah, I am at Mindhead1 on Twitter. That's Mindhead1, not Mindhead. But if you want to visit that person, go right ahead, too. Uh, you are at? Abacjourn. Yeah, and again, if you want to keep up with all the news, because it's going to be coming fast and furious as far as uh, gaming, Windows 11, uh, even I think Ignite's going to be coming up in September as well. If you want to keep up with all that cool news, especially during the summer, uh, keep it tuned on our Twitter, which is on Microsoft, uh, where we again have giveaways. We have all of our upcoming features, our opinion pieces, um, just news in general, uh, commentary as well. Um, so you can ga- gather all that on our Twitter. And uh, thanks for watching, everyone. I hope to see you again soon. Same place, same time. Yeah, we're going to have hopefully lots to talk about. Uh, and hopefully we'll have some more guests on too, coming up to all talk about Windows 11 as we all get to play with it. Yeah, thanks everyone. See you again soon. Uh, Maybe when the PWA comes out, yeah.